T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What's up, San Diego? Almost to the end of the week. Happy Thursday to you, 2 o'clock. Another, I don't know what we'll call this today, raucous Gwen and Chris. Tony Gwynn Jr., Chris Sello. I don't, know, I don't feel like fighting Scraby today. <laughs> You don't feel, I don't feel like it either. That's good. That's, this is a this is a new start for I, I'm you guys. I'm planning on being a very meek Crisello. Okay. Meek, meek. <laughs> we'll have a a meek Crisello. Yes, and possibly uh, less fireworks than we normally do. Welcome in to today's show and uh, a potpourri of uh, things happen because that really means that there's not much happening in sports today. When, Quiet day. When, Quiet day. When, when you get multiple kind of avenues that we start to show up. That that usually means not a lot going on. Chris, uh, you guys, uh, I believe the the girls' Aztecs, the women's Aztecs team played earlier today, correct? Yeah, we already had a game today. Got and, a victory. Uh, turned into quite a game out there at uh, Viejas Arena. I want to thank the 4,000 school kids who were bussed That's into right. Viejas <laughs> Arena today for field trip day. Cheering when nothing's going on. Cheering when nothing was going on. <laughs> not cheering when they needed to cheer. I still have a ringing in my ear from all the screeching. Yes, yes. But you know what? I think the girls, you know, the players, you know, enjoyed it. You know, there was a, there was a packed house, or you know, pretty for Viejas Arena and for a women's game. At, it was what, a eleven o'clock kind of feel. Eleven o'clock game, and uh, and they, they made the most of it. Uh, they played New Mexico today, and they were down by thirteen in the third quarter. Came back to win, sixty-five, sixty-one. Stacy Terry Hudson. Really nice tip of the cap to her. I mean, uh, this is 15 wins for them this season, which equals their total of last year. And there's still a month and a half to go. So yeah. they've really turned it around. Uh, the New Mexico kid uh, uh, nearly put them ahead, uh, Tony, with a, a three-pointer with 30 seconds to go. She made the shot, but she was stepping out of bounds. Ah, I can't at do the that. Time. No, you can't do that, uh-uh. but... What is going on with these kids? These are college kids. They're hitting three-pointers from out of bounds yeah, we, now. We talked about it yesterday. I know. The skill level is, is through the roof. Yeah, the skill level is through the roof. I mean, she she still made the shot. It didn't count, but I was still impressed. Uh, so, yeah, the women get an exciting win uh, the day after the men getting an exciting win last night at Colorado State. Yeah, so. Fort, at Fort Collins, able to get a uh, a nice victory. It took uh, overtime to get it done. Um Colorado State went into halftime up six. Yeah, uh, the Aztecs flipped that on its head in the second half. Um, they, they they tie it, and then you know, listen, Lamont Butler has played very well. He's starting to come into his own offensively. Agreed. He led the way with nineteen. Michael Paris was perfect from the field. Uh, he also had a good game with fifteen. Your usual suspects in Matt Bradley and and Darian Tremell 
14 and 11, respectively. And Aztecs going to Colorado State and, and get another uh, conference victory now 5-1. and one. And listen, this isn't the same Colorado State team as last year, but it's nonetheless a tough place to get a W, and Aztecs were able to do well, that. Well, they still have a guy named Isaiah Stevens, and we already talked about him hitting a half-court shot the other day at UNLV. This guy can make shots from all over the court, and he did. Uh, here's a couple of things. You know, number one, I still don't think the Aztecs are right. 100% right at the defensive end of the floor. Uh, you know, Colorado State shot a big-time percentage again in the first half. And, you know, the Aztecs were able to, you know, really turn it in the second half yeah. and, and contain them a lot better, and that's why they got back in the game. But let's leave that aside for a minute. At the offensive end of the floor, Matt Bradley did not make a basket until there was only one minute to go in the game. Yeah, How many times would the Aztecs win a game like Never. that in the past? I would I would venture to say it wouldn't happen. Never, right? So give credit to all the other guys. Give credit to uh yeah, Micah Parrish and Lamont Butler has really played lights out of late. And uh, you know, they were able to find ways to make shots. And then when they went into overtime, the Aztecs had a perfect overtime, Tony. They had eight possessions and they scored on all eight possessions. And you're going to win most of the time if you're able to do that. Think about that, So though. give them credit, man. Offensively, this team is miles and miles ahead of where they've been in the past. Think think so. about that, though. Going per overtime, this is after, you know, 40 minutes of basketball. At altitude. At altitude. Right. To go in and be able to lock in in that overtime period. Yeah. And, and go perfect from the perfect, basically, in your possessions. Yeah. Um. It doesn't really get much, and it does speak to the depth that they have right. on the offense. Yeah, the end. guys are still strong in the overtime period because they're subbing guys in and out throughout the game. Look, they're five and one in the conference, and I know that probably people across the country, the real, the rook, the, the really knowledgeable college basketball people will understand going three and zero on the road in this conference so far. It really doesn't matter where you've played because no. <laughs> that's three tough games. And and UNLV, they win there. Wyoming, they win there. Colorado State, they win there. Now, those teams have won a combined total of three games in the conference. So, on paper, they don't look like good wins. You and I know, and the Aztecs know, and people that follow this, they know those are good wins because it's always tough to win in those places. Yeah, these, is this, this conference has... Uh, a reputation of beating up on itself. Yes. Um, and, and it's doing that this year. It, it, it is. It is doing that, except in the Aztecs' case. I mean, uh, they their only losses come at home. And right. so they've done their job on the road. You expect that they'll uh, not lose very many games at home. But uh, this was another uh, impressive victory. We'll talk a little bit more uh, about it later on in the show. Um it seems like it was Black Thursday for coordinators around the NFL today. Right. If um, you who are an offensive or defensive coordinator, don't answer your phone today. Don't, don't answer it. Just go. Just turn it off. Turn as it a matter off. of fact, because yeah. don't look at the text either. Because they're not going to be any better news <laughs> no, there. <laughs> no. Uh, three that come to mind um, all lost the jobs. They all were given their 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 pink slip, if you will. Uh, Byron Leftwich. Offensive coordinator for the Buccaneers. Yeah, he goes. He he gets fired today. Uh, the does he, that mean that Tom Brady's gone, or does that mean that Tom Brady might come back? Does that mean that Tom Brady didn't like him? Tom, I mean, I mean, Byron Leftwich was doing a pretty good job a couple of years ago. He when sure they won was. the Super Bowl. I find it very difficult to believe that he just completely forgot to do you know know what to do. I saw that I, same. I really do. I saw that same point made by Shannon Sharp today. It Thank was. You, I, I think. 
I think you're right, right? I mean, he went from being a bro. I mean, as a matter of fact, if it was, it was, it was reported and it was said. We don't know how much of it was true that Tom Brady basically moved out Bruce Arians so that Byron Leftwich could have full reign of the offense. It was, it was said that basically Byron Leftwich. Would put the was game, the guy that would, Tom Brady wanted. Would put the game plan, and when yeah. Bruce Arians was there, he'd take it before a game and start checking off certain things that he didn't want to see. And now that wasn't the case this year. Byron Leftwich had full full reign. Yeah, and, well, uh, he also didn't have full Tom Brady. He sta- I was just That's getting the, to that oh, point. No, I was That's just getting to that point. Right? It's not the matter. It's not the fact that he had full reign. It's the fact he didn't have a full, full Tom Brady, hundred percent, or a full offensive line, and, and injuries to Fournette and Evans and to uh, Godwin at the beginning. Anyway, I'm amazed at some coordinators losing jobs. Not all of them. Some of them don't do a great job, like the guy in Miami. I'm more than happy to see him dismissed. I thought Miami's defense regressed under him. And it's not a – I don't even know his name offhand, uh, the Miami defensive coordinator who was fired. Uh, uh, Boyer? Josh yeah, Boyer. Josh Boyer. You know, to me – He was the it, other uh, – it's not, it's not a big indictment on him, but if you haven't won a Super Bowl before, then you can't take over a defense that has some star players on it and regress. And that, Miami's that defense was, certainly regressed this year, so I don't mind – you know, to me that's an understandable fire. Remember, the, the this uh, – Defense at one point was the Dolphins' strongest part of the team. The only it was keeping them. them it was keeping them afloat. Yeah, and this would, year they were. They and you were would really think not with the good. with the raised offense, the idea was that if this defense can at least sustain what it has done, yeah, they would have won a lot more. They would have won more games. Yeah, and they were especially bad, Tony, late in the fourth quarter, trying to hold a one possession lead. They lost three or four games that way this year. It seemed like Miami was the kind of team that every time they took the lead late in a game, that's when their defense would fail them. So, anyway, you know that one I don't mind. But left which bothers me. Yeah, that bothers hey, remember, me. When a guy wins a Super Bowl, then two years later you tell me he can't do it anymore. I don't agree with remember, you. Remember, left which before Tom got there was a head coach candidate for the Jaguars. They had brought him in there. He elected to stay because. He didn't trust the people that were in that front office, and he probably made the right decision at that time. Yeah. Um, and you wonder now, you know, it certainly doesn't look good on your resume, regardless of whether it was your fault to be fired. How does that hamper his chances at one? Because he was a hot name there for a second. The yeah. other, the other coordinator uh, was Greg Roman of the Ravens, the offensive coordinator. Now he stepped down. You, you could make of what make what you want of of that. That phrase there, stepped down. Yeah, was he asked? Was he forced out? This we is don't another know. Super Bowl winning coordinator, by the way. Yeah. So again, and everybody you talk to around the NFL, I must have heard it five different ways during the game on Sunday night. Will tell you the Ravens have the most sophisticated running attack in all of football, and that's Greg Roman. He's put that together, and that's why Baltimore continues to compete even without a wide receiver. Right. I mean, they don't have anybody in the wide receiver game, especially with, what was it, so, Bateman? They're, yeah, they're that was the number one pick. He, he yeah. went down. Uh, they don't have much of a passing It was basically game. Mark Andrews. It's basically Mark Andrews and Lamar Jackson running around until they can find somebody open. <laughs> right. So they and have so, to rely on a great running. And it, so I would bring in a Greg Roman, you know, anytime, because I think he can get the job done. There's so many questions as it pertains to this one, right? Because you wonder for wide receivers, because there's been a bunch that have come either come available via trade or via free agency. None of them have either elected to go to the Ravens or 
the Ravens weren't able to put a deal to get them there. Right. And you wonder if, if that style of offense isn't conducive for a free agent yeah. wide receiver out there. I think that's a good point. And, and so if, you know, I, I think at this point we all know Lamar Jackson is probably the most dynamic player in all of football when healthy. The running portion of of what Greg Roman's offense does, and and for 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 Lamar to be as 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 thin as he is, he finishes runs, especially around the goal line. But is that what you want? What could possibly be your franchise quarterback doing? As much as it's being asked in that specific right. offense, and it might be costing them some free agent wide receivers, right? So. so. You know that 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 maybe move, that's why they made the move. I because it certainly isn't it certainly isn't because of production. Because when you look at it, since he's been exactly. there, they've been at the top one through five uh, in all the major offensive yeah. categories. So yeah, I think he's a good offensive coordinator, but uh, maybe too much run for the receivers to go there. And I, Baltimore is going to be an interesting off season. It really because is. I, I don't know what they're going to do with the you know the quarterback or what they're going to do with the offense and uh you know where the ravens are going to be next year it'll be interesting to find out i'll tell you what the, the ravens for their part and we'll get into it a little bit later in the show they feel uh pretty bold about saying that they're going to get lamar jackson back so we'll we'll, we'll talk about it later uh, john harbaugh had some comments their gm had some comments and for everything that has transpired in the last week they certainly came off feeling extremely confident so we'll see how that shakes out Got a good show for you guys today, four hours. Jim Trotter will join us later in this hour. We'll talk some NFL. Mark Ziegler will go. We'll talk a little bit more about the Aztecs a little later on. we got a back page, the usuals, Daily Gambit, Chris versus the fan, the Big Five. And because Chris will be with, uh, be traveling tomorrow, uh, we got a uh, we got to do our Gwen and Chris pick NFL excuse me playoff edition. Isn't it amazing how excited and much he looks forward to it, Scraby? Now that he's ahead in the postseason, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we he's never mentioning it there during the regular. There's season. nothing no. like winning. No. <laughs> there's nothing like winning. To be honest, I don't know if Tony knows what day we actually do the segment. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> listen to you. Uh, he's sitting not, in the weeds over here. He's not. Oh, he's not completely wrong about that. So, all right, let's get to break. When we come back. Uh, we'll delve into uh, a little bit more of what we've got coming up this weekend in the NFL NFL playoffs. Gwen and Chris, more on the way. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. 
So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hi, welcome back to the program. 220 is the time. Chris Ello, Tony Gwynn Jr. kicking things off here on a Thursday afternoon. Jim Trotter from NFL.com. And uh, really looking forward to talking to Jim. Always do. But uh, keep in mind, guys, he was the guy that covered the San Diego Chargers when they were here for the San Diego Union Tribune. I don't think anybody has witnessed or covered or been a part of more, quote, chargering than Jim Trotter. So it'll be Mm. interesting to see what he has to say in the wake of the Chargers losing that game on Saturday night in Jacksonville. Mark Ziegler a little bit later in the program to talk some Aztecs basketball with us. They won last night at Colorado State in overtime, 82-76. to We're coming up on the NFL Divisional Playoff round, and that means what else? The Dallas Cowboys versus the San Francisco 49ers. I mean, it, it, it becomes almost a yearly thing. And, um, the, you know, this is the ninth time that these teams will have met in the playoffs. I mean, that's there's some teams not, out there that have never even played nine playoff games no, total. True, I, I, I'm not going to lie. I enjoy when we start getting, like, these cluster playoff games where it's a, you know, Cowboys-Niners and back-to-back-to-back. See, I, I enjoyed it because... Really, that's what it was in the 90s when it was yeah. going on. Like, those and, but, two were going to meet. Maybe a Giants was sprinkled in there somewhere. But Dallas-San Francisco was going to be the game, yeah. especially in the 90s, because that's when the NFC was dominating the Super Bowl. That's right. So the Dallas-San Francisco game almost seemed like the Super, Super Bowl, Bowl every that's year. Right. And as it, as it turned out, it was. I cried multiple times in the 90s after the 49ers lost to the Cowboys in the playoffs. That does not surprise me I legitimately was crying. How well, does this happen? Yeah, no, I wasn't able to say that just yet. But... How did this happen? Well, in 92, it happened. It did. Dallas went into San Francisco and won the NFC Championship game. In 93... This one hurt the most. Dallas beat the 49ers. That one was in Dallas. Yeah. In 94, mm-hmm. the 49ers finally got them Woo-hoo! and went on to beat the Chargers. You know what? Oh, that was when Dion was there. Yes. yes. Dion had switched sides. Yes, he did. Uh, of course, they met famously in 1981. That's the catch ah, yes. for Dwight Clark. And then before your guys' time in the 70s, they met three years in a row. 1970, 71, 72. Sorry, Scraby. Dallas won all three of those meetings. It's okay. So, the 49ers weren't that good back then. Uh, well, they were pretty good. Though. Two of those were championship games. And, uh, all right, Dallas 49ers were really good back both, then. Those, so. those losses hurt now that they hear Four, about I mean, them. I'm just saying, as many as... Okay, the Super Bowl... How many 49ers Super Bowls have there been, Scraby? Have they been in? I think they've been in seven. Seven or eight. So just think of it this way. Yeah, they've been in seven. They're five and two. They're five and two. So they've been in seven... Four times they've lost to Dallas in the NFC Championship game over the years. So the Dallas has kept you from being in 11 Super Bowls. So, And they may keep you from being in another one they this may. year. I don't like this game they at all. Very well, Mike. <laughs> I do not like this game. I have decided I, I will give some updates online during the game on Sunday. I'll post. Like, I don't want updates. Yeah, I, want want, want, yeah. I want video. I don't want to be on live. video the entire time. You okay, do, do you it. know the entire time? But just give us some snippets. Let me let me ask you this, Tony, and, and I'm also asking you, listeners out there. This is a question directly to all of you. Kind of like Monday Night Football. Would you rather watch the game, or would you rather watch? The Manning cast. All right, now. The game. For Sunday, 3 o'clock Pacific time, 
Would you rather tune in to the game between the Cowboys and the 49ers, or would you rather tune in to a video of Scraby watching, watching the, the game? game. Yeah. No. I got to tell you, watching the game would be a whole lot of fun. Man. Oh, that would be boring. That be would boring. be boring to anybody. If there is I, a, you're the type of guy, I'm sure, that reacts on every play. Every play. Play. There's got, a handoff gain of two. <laughs> yeah, yeah, come on! It would be exhausting. <laughs> when, when DK caught his long touchdown last Saturday, I said, I knew this was going to happen! That's what I mean. If there's a way that you could like frame the phone so that we could get like the everything, the TV, yeah. You. Now I think I'm getting into uh, <laughs> rules against broadcasting games. Yeah, it would be. I'll tell you one thing: it might be, be illegal. It might not be something you can honestly do. But man, would we all benefit from uh, having a lot we'd of fun? A, watching we'd have you. a good laugh. We would have a great. Hopefully, laugh. Hopefully, they win because then I'm not too crazy. Yeah. Well, either way, you're going to be that's, crazy. That, that's the beauty of it. Whether they win or lose, yeah, you're going to. We crazy. would all be entertained. We would be entertained one way or the other. Uh, Dallas, San Francisco is the final of the playoff games. Uh, I did note this. The uh, and we're going to have our picks later in the show, but the uh, point spread. Uh, goes by the largest point spread is in the first game, Jacksonville at Kansas City, on down to the lowest point spread, which is the last game, Dallas and San Francisco. Uh, in between, the Giants play Philadelphia. They are also uh, longtime playoff rivals. I believe they've met four times previously in the postseason. Each has won two. So, uh, and, and we know that this is a divisional matchup. And then Cincinnati and Buffalo play in the first game Sunday. They have met twice before. Both of those games were in the 80s in Cincinnati, and the Bengals won both of those. So uh, those are the four playoff matchups. So we'll talk about them with Jim Trotter, and we'll also have our picks a little bit later in the show. Scraby, um, do you have a, like any superstitions leading up to the game Sunday? Do you have to wear... Anything, uh, sit anywhere. Are you still wearing that? I mean, that, it's a 3 uh, o'clock game. That's a long way to have to wait for that game. Oh, yeah. I don't. I have only in-game superstitions. Okay, I, let's, I, I, I would love to hear some of these. Let's hear a couple games. of these. Well, I definitely, uh, now that I put on the Patrick Willis jersey for the last game, I have to wear the Patrick Willis jersey for this game because they haven't lost, so i got to wear it. Uh, I also... Am someone who does the whole like if you're not, if it's not going well move across the room type thing, you know if the forty are, 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 so are change, struggling change, you change the seat. stage seats yes. okay change, change the scenery trying to turn that around. Uh, other stuff is more just like things that occur to me throughout the game that like are weird and uh, I don't really have an explanation for them. But then if that happens, then I then I think the universe is trying to tell me something. It gets weird after, so you're, after you're, those. So you're a universe guy. I'm like, a universe you, guy. You, you, you try to change the mojo. If I, okay, if I go on a, a walk with my dog in the morning, and we're walking, and a uh, Cowboys fan walks by during the walk. Good or bad? Bad. 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 If bad. I see a 49ers fan, good. It means so, absolutely nothing. So now when I see the Cowboys fan, <laughs> I will just this walk is, by that person. This is just a taste of what goes on. How in many Matthews Cowboy State? fans are walking around in your neighborhood? Uh, it was an what example. It was an example. But... What are the odds of some guy walking around your neighborhood with a there Cowboy is, No, there on. is a Cowboy guy in the neighborhood. They, they, he guy. has a flag on his house of the Cowboys. Oh. Will, will you uh, deface that property if the 49ers lose? I'll go Aegis House. You will. <laughs> I remember once uh, ahead of uh, Super Bowl Seven, which was the Miami undefeated season. Oh where yeah, Chris has to have superstitions. I don't have too many, but I, we were at the game at the L.A. Coliseum, and we were parking the car. 
my dad and I, and uh, we got out of the car, and about four young ladies wearing Washington Redskin gear mm. walked by, or they had some pennants or something. You didn't have a lot of gear back in those days, but <laughs> they had some pennants or something. My dad, trying to chum them up, said, "Hey, hey, go Redskins!" Oh. just so that they would all, you know, wave at him or something. <laughs> I broke down in tears. Oh, you should. Oh, Absolutely broke down in tears. I was, whatever, was I 10 years old? I was like, we go Redskins. Can't rip on Redskins. And he's, he couldn't console me. He's like, I'm just kidding. I was joking. Calm down a little bit. Now and you I just cheered for the enemy. Inconsolable. I'm like, how could you do that? It was betrayal. Betrayal by the highest uh, by the that, highest level. And he's the one responsible for you being a Dolphins fan, well, right? Well, he's, he's partly responsible because he took me to my first football game, and it was Rams-Dolphins. So, uh, yes, he is partly responsible. That's a very confusing day for you, Chris. And he bought me a... Uh, poor Chris. Yeah, poor little Chris. He's like, Chris. wait, I thought we were Dolphins fans over <laughs> yeah. here. I, I couldn't believe he said that. I couldn't believe... And I couldn't understand what he was... You know what his motivation was, was right? Right. You know, I'm like, really? You're, you? What do you mean, go Redskins? I'm, I don't even know you. I can, I can, I can 100 see little Chris. Like you could see Trey breaking down if <laughs> oh, you said the absolutely. wrong thing, right? Absolutely. Yeah. He, oh, I he, was, I was beside myself. That's too so, funny. Yeah, there are little funny things we all do. That is for sure. All right, uh, we'll take a quick timeout when we come back. Jim Trotter from NFL.com talking plenty of football as Gwen and Chris rolls on. Ben and Woods on the fan. All those intangibles that he brings, having been there, done it. Ben- can you really ever get enough of 97 through the fan? No. I don't think you can. Catch up on anything you miss with Ben and Woods, the John Contero Show, and Gwen and Chris podcast right now on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, Chris, we have a. Um, I don't know, Sandy. I mean, Jim Trotter was here for a very, very yes, long time. Yes, he was. I, that's a good question. Exactly where Jim Trotter uh, is from, and I don't know the answer to that. I just know that he worked at the Union Tribune for years and years, and I met him uh, when I was doing the Gulls games. Yeah, uh, that was his first beat in San Diego. Was covering Gulls hockey, and then of course he eventually worked his way up to covering the Chargers and. You know, he, he was there. He covered for, the Chargers for decades. Yeah, for a long time. He was there for all of the losses to the Jets, the loss to the Patriots. I mean, he had to break them all down. And so I'm sure he has kind of a special feel for what we saw on Saturday night in Jacksonville. Yeah, I'm looking forward to asking him about that. The I think as he put it on his Twitter, scapegoat season is starting right now with these coordinators getting yeah. getting the axe. So we'll, we'll have him here. On, we'll have him on here shortly. Uh, Lakers, man, my Lakers took a, they had a tough loss last night. You know, I saw them leading early in the game, and then I didn't see a report until yeah. uh, late in the game. So they they got off to a, they got thirty nine points in the first quarter. Yeah, no, they look good flying first, out of the gate. They look good in the first quarter, and it progressively I don't want to say it got worse, but they didn't play as well uh, down the stretch. They just don't have very much room for error without. I mean, when Anthony, is Anthony supposed? Because I had heard last week that they was starting to, to ramp, ramp it up. up. It sounds happened. like he's still about two weeks out. He's still ramping. He's still <laughs> he's still ramping. But they're also missing missing Austin Reeves or missing uh, Lonnie Walker the fourth, who both have been right. big time spot big time players for him so far this year. Well, Hopefully they can get them back soon because yeah. uh, they don't want to keep losing. This the West is it's as so we talk, tight, it's so but- tight. You know, you, you got to start making a move, though. But you lose two in a row, and and where are the Lakers now? They're, they're like in thirteenth yeah, place. Yeah, 
I mean, you know, look, you look down, there's only two teams below them in the Western standings right now. Yeah, I can't, assuming they were 11 going into last night's, but that's where that one right loss drops them. 10, 11, yeah, they're 13th. Yeah. But only by a couple of games. But, yeah, they're, they're only ahead of the Spurs and the Rockets right now. Uh, you know, the Phoenix Suns have been, like, the best team in the NBA the last two seasons. They haven't won any championships. But without Devin Booker, they can't beat anybody right now. They're only a game ahead of the Lakers. They've lost nine of their last ten. Maybe Devin Booker ought to be getting some MVP votes once well, he comes not, back. They're not just missing Devin. They're, making, missing, they're missing everybody? They're missing Chris Paul. They're oh, okay. missing Cam Johnson. They're missing quite a few guys, which is I didn't realize part of were... the reason why they have uh, really struggled. Yes, Whereas, they're way down on the I think the Memphis the Grizzlies won their 11th straight uh, last Devin night. In a row. Denver's won eight in a row, and Jokic gets a 30-point triple-double triple every yeah. night. <laughs> it's ridiculous. They're going to have to give him he's... the MVP again. We talked about it yesterday. Will they really give it to him three? Not give it, but will he earn it for a third year in a row? It's hard to argue against him when he's doing historical things like this. Yeah, he's... Uh, he, it, it's 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 going to be real tough to pick against them, especially if Denver keeps playing as well yeah. as they have. And I hope the fans in Paris enjoyed the game that the NBA sent you know, them today. I, I, I thought of you this morning. I was scrolling through. Uh, I was scrolling through um, Instagram, right? And uh, Levine, his his feed popped up. Zach Levine. Zach Levine pops up, and he he made reference to you know. Uh, been here in Paris. We just got down. Uh, I'm about to. He's about to change outfits. He's about to do something. And I'm like, oh, that's right. Chris was talking about them being in Paris against yeah. the Detroit Pistons, right? Right. They played the Pistons this morning. The game's already over. Uh, the Bulls won. If anybody's interested, but you know, I still don't understand the NBA making a team fly to Paris right in the middle of the season. Uh, just for just for one. I, I, at least <laughs> could they at least do it around the All Star break, right when they have a week off? And then send them out there and, you know, give them a couple of days to acclimate themselves. And, I mean, that's just, I, you know, when I travel with a team, you travel with a team, you understand how it affects play on the court, on the field, and it affects guys. I mean, you know, you'll get into Atlanta, right, at 5 in the morning after a delayed flight and then have a one-in-the-afternoon game. You can understand why the Padres might look a little weary out there. You know, fans don't really see that, but... It's tough on an NBA team to travel, just do the regular travel, let alone go to Paris right in the middle of the season. I remember what was it, the Dodgers and Diamondbacks went to to was it Japan? They went somewhere overseas a few years back, and they started early, and because they had to come back and then they had to reacclimate, so it was a few days. I, this is what I think. If the point of this is to expand the game, I right? get that, but you don't have to do it during the middle of a season. In Major League Baseball puts together a group of players every year after the season's over to go over and play in Japan or wherever it is that they're going to try to expand the game. I mean, that seems like a more ideal time to do it, yeah. not smack dab in the middle of the season. Well, just real quick, what do you think about going to Mexico City this year? With the Padres, I mean that's a bit of a jaunt. Not that's too bad, not as bad as as going Paris. fifteen hours yeah. Yeah. or wherever, however yeah. long that flight is. That's a little bit of a different miles. You make the 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 mile of time it's going to take for the Padres and Dodgers to get to what is it, where we're going? Uh, is it Monterey? Is it we're going? Oh, you're in Monterey. Monterey. Okay. Uh, it, it, you you take those type of flights during the course of the season when you're going from right. okay. San Diego to Philly. It's just another long flight, right. but right. it's not as crazy as going to Europe, right? I would say so. So, right. uh, currently, still, uh, we're hoping to get Jim Trotter on 
Um, haven't been able to link with him yet at this point. So. Just texted him to see. So bear with us a little bit. Uh, as we'll we, have him. As if we don't get him this segment, we'll get him the next segment. And we'll have to juggle, which is not something we're necessarily adept at. No, as you can see. Right I, now we have four balls in the air, <laughs> and uh, we only have two hands to try to catch them and keep you up to date with what's going on. Now, where, the Padres, let's get this straight, because they play in – Oh, we got Jim. Okay, so we're going to have him here in a second. But I think they play in Mexico City, Tony. Is it Me- it's, it's Mexico City, right. It is Mexico I think City. think Monterey was the was maybe That was the one a, a bunch of years, years ago. ago. Yeah. Yeah, way back back in the day with when Caminiti in the Snickers bar game. That was in Monterey, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> Indeed. All right, uh, it looks like we're ready to roll here. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Joining us on the premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline is none other than Jim Trotter, NFL.com. Jim, thank you for your time. How are you today? I'm good. How you guys doing? We are well. Judging from uh, your Twitter, uh, you obviously were watching the Chargers Jags game, and uh, you had some, <laughs> you had some, you had some, uh, some, some, some comments at least on on Twitter about what transpired. How what the direction of this organization was going to go, and turned out to be right. Uh, they announced that they're, they're going to keep Staley uh, on board. They still believe in him. Um, this seems like a move, at least on its surface. This is a team, a, a, a head coach that has gotten his team better every year he's been there so far. But he has received a lot of flack this, uh, over the last few seasons. Yeah, yes, and and when you blow a twenty-seven nothing lead. Um... I think it's appropriate that you receive some flack. So, um, look, guys, it, it's people always ask me, you know, what's going to happen, and when I tell them, they always think that I'm saying that that's what I would do. It's not necessarily the script that I would follow, but 
this is the script that ownership and the club have decided that they want to follow. And they believe that Brandon Staley is going to grow into this job. Remember, he got the, the job five years out of um, coaching at the D3 level. So um, he's a young guy, relatively speaking. And, and have there been some mistakes? Yes. But they believe that the team has improved under him. They believe that, you know, two years, no losing seasons, one playoff appearance. Um, the players clearly um, play for him in their mind, and they believe that, that, you know, he coached them through a difficult year in terms of injuries and whatnot. So it doesn't excite a lot of people, but, you know, that's their, their feeling about it, and, and we are where we are. Jim, you sat through more charging Charger losses than anybody probably covering this team down here in San Diego, and uh, everybody think, in San. I think Nick can't, Nick Canapa's probably. <laughs> oh, you're right. Yeah, so. poor Nick's probably had to sit through a few more. But as a beat writer, it was up to you to break it all down after every one of those playoff disasters. Uh, and it just seems that people in San Diego were all nodding their heads Saturday night and uh, yeah, yeah, we've seen this act so many times before. Is there really anything to this that the Chargers organization just, for whatever reason, whether it's from the top or just something inside this building that keeps it from winning, or is it just dumb luck? It's a great question, Chris, and I wish I had an answer. Um, There there just have been some stupefying losses um, by this franchise, at least since, as you say, I started covering it, which was back in, what, 96, I believe, 95, 96. Yeah. Um, things that I just can't, you, you can't explain. It, it just makes no sense. You know, look, they, yes, they blew a 27-0 lead, and, and um, you know, the next day I see Rex Ryan talking about, you know, you've got to be fired. There's no experienced coach would do this. And the reality is that that's a crock. Um, Andy Reid's team was up um, 38-10 to and lost a playoff game, um, his first playoff in Kansas City. Bill Belichick has blown big leads. Um, you can go down the list of, of head coaches who have experienced head coaches, Hall of Fame coaches who have who have blown big leads before. So it's not unique to Brandon Staley, but that one hurt, you know, from the standpoint that you felt like, or at least I did to some degree, that watching this team overcome some of the things that it, it overcame this year, that it was in, you know, a good position there. When you force five turnovers, yeah. you're plus five in the in the, the um, turnover differential. And again, you're up 27 nothing. I don't think it's unreasonable to think that you, that team is going to win. So um, when they didn't, there's a reason for everyone to be upset and, and um, to not get it. And, and, you know, you can say that every playoff loss hurts, but I think it hurts a little more when you feel like you've got a game in hand yeah. and then you don't win it. So... Look, you know, Brandon Staley, I, I, personally speaking, I need to get to know him a little better. Um, I haven't spent a lot of time with him um, because I really want to try and figure out more as I go forward this year kind of who this guy is and what he's about because um, he had the one year as a defensive coordinator with the Rams with all that talent. They finished number one in points and yards, and so people started calling him the defensive guru and all of that. One year does not make a career or a resume. Right. So there's a lot here that, that I want to learn from him. I want to see if he's going to grow into it. And um, I'm not writing the guy off um, because, you know, as you know, Chris, as a journalist, you try and hopefully 
take the emotion out of the equation. But yeah, that was a hard one. Um, And I think that from a franchise that has had so many crazy losses, to me, that one, in terms of of just being painful, was right up at the top of the list. Yeah, uh, that goes for for people who may not consider themselves Charger fans. It was still hard to watch that lead disappear. Jim Trotter joins us here on the Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad Fan Hotline. And Jim, uh, Justin Herbert, by you know most people's accounts, this is a, a quarterback that's going to be at the very top of the list, uh, at least the way he looks right now. They move on from the offensive coordinator. Is, is is there a specific direction they're looking to go in in terms of Justin Herbert and this offense? Because they clearly have a, a ton of weapons on, on that side of the ball. Yeah, they do. And, and look, I call this sort of the scapegoat season yeah. around this time where um, guys get thrown under the bus and it wasn't necessarily all their fault. And for any faults that Joe Lombardi may have had, the reality is the head coach could have said in that game, Joe, run the ball more mm, yeah. in the second half. And so um, what I found interesting interesting in, in Brandon's press conference yesterday is the vision that he talked about or offense, and um, I'm thinking in my mind, why were these things that couldn't have taken place during the season? You know, as a head coach, you do have um, influence in terms of what you want your offense to look like and, and um, you know, schematically what you want to do and run past balance, what you want to do, all those sorts of things. So um, I'm fascinated to see where he goes with this from here because um, I hear all these people talking about, you know, go out and get someone who's more creative or who's going to do this for for Justin in terms of putting him in better positions and this, that, and the other. And, and um, as you said, there's a ton of talent on that side of the ball. Yeah. And if they all stay healthy, you would expect that they would be able to do some positive things. I, I don't know what direction he's going to go. I just know what he said his vision is. And that's why I'm curious to see what he does because when he says something like experience doesn't matter um in that position Mm. i'm thinking to myself already that's got you know um some red flags for me so so we'll wait and see what he does jim trotter's with us from nfl.com jim uh playoffs coming up this weekend uh dallas san francisco seems to stand out uh, it's been a marquee playoff matchup for many years. Cincinnati Buffalo revisits the Demar Hamlin game a little bit, uh, whether we want to think it does or not. Everyone's going to be thinking about him. Uh, are these the two games to watch this weekend, or are you going to be looking elsewhere? You know what? Um, I'll be at the the San Francisco Dallas game, so obviously I've got a lot of interest in that one. Um, and I understand, you know, the interest in in the Buffalo uh, Cincinnati game and the reasons behind it. But I'm I'm also curious about this Philadelphia New York um, game from the standpoint that look, Philly has been the team all year in terms of being out in front of the pack record wise and all of that, and um, just how good it is. But I look at how the Giants are playing right now, and the fact that you're playing a division opponent and you're playing that opponent for the third time this year, um, you know each other well. And typically when division opponents play each other in the playoffs, the games are usually fairly close. The fact that Philadelphia um, has been banged up of late down the stretch, particularly people talk about Jalen Hurts, and I, and I understand why that's the focal point. For me, I'm, I'm most concerned about Lane Johnson. Um, I think that offensive line is not the same when he's not in there. And he impacts a lot of what Philadelphia does offensively in terms of its protections and whatnot. So 
I would not be shocked if the Giants won this game. Um, I still think you have to stay with Philadelphia at this point because of the way that it is played all year, the fact that the game is in Philadelphia, the fact that Jalen Hurts, um, you have to believe, will be healthy in this game. But it would not shock me at all if, if, if the Giants won this, won this game based on how they played you know, last weekend. Jim, you mentioned scapegoat season. And one of the offensive coordinators uh, that was fired today was Byron Leftwich. This is a guy who two years ago, three years ago, was up for a, a head coaching job in, in Jacksonville and, and really almost seemed like, at least reportedly, had basically been handpicked by Tom Brady uh, as Bruce Arians left out. Uh, where where is he at now? He can't have been he can't have forgotten how to be an offensive coordinator to call an offense in one year. It seems like Tom Brady might have been the the piece that that let him down most this year. Yeah, Tony, it, it wasn't even two three years ago. It was just last season. Oh, Remember, it? Yeah. Um, it was it was the Jacksonville job was basically his, and he pulled out of it um because he couldn't get some things he wanted insurance assurances he wanted in terms of who he was going to work with in the front office. So I agree with you. When I say scapegoat season, he's the prime example yeah. because people tend to forget. You know, they look at, at when Tom Brady was there and, and how how well that offense functioned Tom's first two years. But the year before that, Jameis Winston was the quarterback. Jameis threw for over 5,000 yards and 33 touchdowns. Now, he also threw 30 interceptions, but I wouldn't put that on the offensive coordinator. So, clearly, Byron Leftwich knows offenses and knows how to call plays. Um, We tend to give Tom a break. Tom played poorly this year. Um, Let's not sugarcoat it. At 45 years old, you could see a guy, if you compare his tape this year to his earlier years, you could see a guy who didn't want to get hit and who was seeing the rush before the rush even got there at times. So the reality is if you're going to play quarterback in the NFL, you've got to give something to get something. Usually what you give is your body. It means you're going to stand in that pocket and take a hit to deliver a pass for a big play. Tom was not doing that this year, and I'm not blaming him for that. If I had that offensive line in front of me, I might have been looking at the rush as well. (laughs) But the reality is he did not play well. Mike Evans did not play well. Leonard Fournette did not play well. And he had three new starters along that offensive line going into the year. So for Byron Leftwich to have to take the fall to me is unfortunate because people start looking at him. Right. And it was not all just him. And I'm not saying that he was perfect in every way. But what it also reflects, too, is not just him, but head coaches who will, you know, to save their own jobs, will get rid of members of their staff. Yes. And whether we're talking Tampa Bay, whether we're talking the Chargers or other places, it happens every year around this time, and that's why I say it's scapegoat season because men who shouldn't be taking the full blame for things often end up being the ones thrown under the bus. Jim, your insight is always perfect. We appreciate you coming. It should be a, a fun weekend here with uh, more playoff football coming. We'll, we'll catch up with you later. Thanks so much, Jim. All right, fellas. Thanks for having me. Thank you, Jim Trotter of NFL.com. On the Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline, save money the right way with Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad. Visit them today in the Carlsbad Auto Mall Chevrolet. Find new roads. Man, uh, Jim's Jim's really good. Real real good. Yes, he is. I'm I'm telling you what, when I first met him and he was covering Gulls minor league hockey, he was good. Like he was good then. He could get any player to open up about almost any subject. He has a great way of dealing with people, getting them to feel comfortable. And, you know, being able to get to the heart of a story. He does it so well. Indeed. 
To break we go. Hour number two on the way. Morgan and Chris. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.